I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. We are running down each and every position post-spring, giving you our thoughts. Again, the reason we're doing this is we can get a lot more in-depth and add a lot more context. And plus, we have great voices that you guys always want to hear. So we'll be doing this for each and every position wow. post-spring. You like that? Huh? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I told you. I went into a store last week and I opened my voice and said hi to the guy. And he goes, Kim Grinnells, Dogman, I recognize your voice. And I'm going, okay, this is a little weird. But anyways, uh, the running back situation at UW, it looked like a really crowded room that was going to be difficult to sort out, but it seemed to have taken care of itself, especially at the top, Scott. Yeah, and, you know, Cam Davis, I think, really has solidified himself as, at the very least, 1A at the at the running back position. I still mm-hmm. think there's a good chance that Dylan Johnson is uh, ends up being um, a guy who's going to get a lot of carries as well. But Cam Davis just showed why uh, the Husky coaches believe in him so much. He can do so many different things. He can catch the ball. He's actually gotten much better in pass protection. Not that he was terrible at it, but he's gotten better at it over the last uh, year or so. And, you know, and him playing that backup role to Daniel Anagata, or I'm sorry, to uh, Wayne Talapapa um, last year, I think was huge for him because it didn't, he didn't have the pressure of being that starter, but he got to come get, get in the, get in the games and, and be that short yardage guy as big as Wayne Talapapa was, you know, he's bigger than Cam Davis, but Cam Davis ran a little bit harder once he got in the goal line and, and fourth down situations. So, um, you know, I, I think that Washington really likes having him as a starter. I think they feel very comfortable with him. I also think that, uh, you know, guys like, uh, Dylan Johnson, I already mentioned him, Daniel Nagata, um, and and those guys, they're they're all going to be right in that mix as well. Yeah, and the other thing I think that is huge with Cam Davis, he's been able to stay healthy, which yeah. hasn't been true with a lot of the guys in that room. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean the the I mean you say that, but it's kind of ironic because he missed the uh, bowl game against yeah, Texas because well he got hurt in practice and. Who- well, he got hit. It was supposed to be non-contact practice, yeah. and one of the knuckleheads blindsided him without the helmet on, gave him a yeah. concussion. Who yeah. was that? Who was that, by the way? It was I the guy. It was the guy who didn't play. He's trying. Yeah. He's left. Okay, I I'm trying to remember who it was. Yeah, one of the knuckleheads. I mean, it was a non-contact practice, and he okay. was going through. Oh, oh, it was uh, um, Daniel Haymuli, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, it was Daniel Haymuli. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I know who it is, and he doesn't play anymore. Who is it? And then, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because Daniel Haymuli didn't play in that game either. They sent him home. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, back to Cam Davis. You know, I mean, ironically, though, you say that he's been able to stay healthy. Well, he wasn't healthy for the for that game, but that wasn't necessarily his fault. But, um, you know, uh, now that he has been healthy and, and he was out there running around and uh, spring preview, we saw him get a couple nice runs up the middle and things like that. So Washington, you know, has I don't know if they have that elite guy who's ready to just take 65, 70 percent of the reps, but uh, they've got a good group of guys who I think that they could, that they feel very comfortable with. And that it all starts with Cam Davis. Yeah, and Dylan Johnson, you know, the first time we laid eyes on him, Scott, you know, he looks like an SEC dude. guy. Yeah, he, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he, what, he looks the part. They have him listed at uh, six foot 216. And I mean, he's well put together. And and then, uh, you know, you, you think him and then Richard Newton, they're, they're basically carbon copies of each other from a body standpoint. 
and yeah. and Dylan Johnson. We the problem with Dylan Johnson is we only got to see him for about two or three practices before he got dinged and needed to just do work so, uh, work on the side. So. And I think the thing that they like about him the most is his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, which is something that they really want out of their wide receiver. He's stout mm-hmm. enough. I think he's going to be good in pass protection and he's a good short yardage back. So he just does a little bit of everything. I think he's going to be a valuable piece in this offense. Well, you would think that at the very least, he'd be able to be good in pass pro and catch the ball a little bit because of the system he came from right. I mean, down in Mississippi State. I mean, you're you're not you're not running the ball as much. At Mississippi State, you know, with um, Mike Leach now, you know, rest in peace, Mike Leach. But uh, that system that they had going down there, um, you you know, he he had to be able to catch the ball. And so he he understands the passing game a lot more than a lot of running backs do coming out of high school. Richard Newton is a guy who just looks the part uh, when he plays. He runs the part. But. He just runs so violently. He's never been able to stay healthy. And, you know, you're no good to a team if you can't play. But uh, he's hurt again, Scott. Yeah. And, I mean, you said it yourself. When he's available, he runs real hard. He looks the part. He can make plays. He actually can catch the ball out of the backfield. I thought he did a heck of a job in relief of Cam Davis after Cam Davis gets hurt in the bowl game. He came in and, and was the second back behind Wayne Talapapa in that bowl game. And, and, I won't say that he was the reason they won, but be, they didn't have much of a fall off when he came in for Wayne Talapapa to, you know, give him a breather or whatever. So, uh, Wayne, you know, I've always loved the way Richard Newton runs the ball. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I just, I wonder if he's going to stick around, you know, that that's my big thing. I wonder if he's a guy who's, who might be looking to head somewhere else so he can be a starting running back because also he's not healthy, Kim, like you m- mentioned, but if he could go to a, maybe a lower level school, maybe a, maybe a school like Oregon. I'm, I'm kidding, but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, a maybe a school though, like, um, you know, uh, UNLV or New Mexico or New Mexico state or something like that. And be a guy who could come in and, and, and run the ball a lot and, and catch the ball and, and show off stuff. Cause this is his senior year camp and he, yeah. needs, he needs to get on the field. Yeah. The other guy who's just, I don't know how to phrase this, but you know, that guy who just, it's almost like people want to forget about him, but he just won't let you because he just keeps on doing so many good things and moving up the death chart. Sam Adams had a really good spring. Yes, he did. He had a very good spring. And, and, um, you know, he's another one that, that I just, it's, I want to find time for him to play because he's, he's exceeded my expectations. He's six to 206 pounds. I always thought he'd be a much better safety uh, he and his dad both wanted him to play running back. That's why he came to the University of Washington. They told him he'd get that chance. And he's done well every time that he's gotten in, save for that drop against Oregon last year when he had when he would have had a touchdown uh, in, in that Oregon game. But uh, this year, you know, because of Richard Newton being out and Daniel Nagata not playing as much and, and uh, um, Dylan Johnson being out, Sam Adams got a lot of carries, and I thought he looked good when he did get the chance to to make plays, whether it was catching the ball or whether it was running it. I think he's a guy really to keep an eye on. Um, the other guy who seemed to be dinged a little bit, too, is uh, Daniel Nada, the transfer from Arizona yeah. State. And um, he seems to be that speed guy that they wanted to bring in. But again, we didn't get that much of a chance to look at him, I'd say, about half the time he was out. Yeah, yeah. And the, the coaches like him because he's he's smart and he's a leader. 
and uh, he he understands playing at this level and, and the preparations necessary. You know, I talked to him a little bit off the side, um, not stuff I can really quote him on or anything like that, but he's just excited to be here and, and said he just felt like Arizona State was kind of a listless ship when he was there. And uh, I, I think, you know, and, and he understood that that things were going to change a lot down there. And so he wanted to get out and find the right place for him. And, and Washington was a school that he really considered quite a bit. But Washington, um, Keith Bonifel wanted a bigger back than Daniel Nagata. And so that's why uh, he uh, uh, chose Arizona State, because Keith Bonifel wanted a different kind of tailback. And now that Washington has Lee Marks here, and basically Daniel Nagata is Lee Marks. You know, if you look at him from a stature standpoint, they're the same height, roughly. They're 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 guys who can, you know, Lee Marks did a lot of the same things that Daniel Nagata did when he was in, in college. And and he's a guy who can catch it. He can uh, return it. He can be a return man for you, punt or kicks. Uh, he can also do um, some running the ball, too. So I think he's going to be that change of pace guy that you could see down the road. Yeah, again, I think where we may see the most value for him is kickoff returns along with Giles Jackson, but I expect him to make a big impact on the kick return game. But, um, you know, the other guy that we're taking a look at was kind of an interesting guy. Uh, Richard Dumas, a year ago in spring practice, they were just Aaron so Dumas. short. Aaron Dumas. Yeah, Aaron Dumas. He, they were so short on running backs. He was getting practically every carry and uh, during the season. I think he redshirted, but we haven't seen much of him at all this spring either. Mm-hmm. No, we saw him toward the end of the spring uh, preview. I, you know, he does, he is who he is. He's not a guy who's going to impress you with his overall size. He's 5'9", 199 pounds, very compact, um, will, can run the ball, can, can, can do a few different things, but he's kind of that downhill runner. He would be a much better fit in like an I formation. They don't run that very much in college football anymore, but he'd be one of those guys that would be more of an I formation guy. I just don't know if he has the quicks to really make much of an impact. He's also, um, he's worked on his receiving game and you can see that he's gotten better at it, but he isn't the receiver that these other, that these other, uh, running backs are. I mean, Richard Newton, um, has even improved quite a bit as a receiver. He wasn't bad either, but he he's improved. But all of the other ones, Dylan Johnson, Tybo Rogers, Daniel Nagata, uh, Cameron Davis, Sam Adams, and Will Nixon, those are all guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Aaron Dumas, if you ranked the group on receivers, he'd be at the bottom. He's just he's not the greatest receiver. He's not going to drop easy passes, but he's just not going to be a guy who's special in that receiving game. And I think that's one of the reasons we haven't seen very much of him in, in games and, and even in spring ball. Will Nixon is a guy that uh, Kalen DeBoer has gone out of his way to mention as well. He's listed as a running back slash wide receiver. He's going to be maybe that little bit of a Swiss Army life knife that can do everything. Yeah. Depending, and I, I'm guessing that they'll have some packages in for him to kind of cater to his strengths. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, he was he was a very pleasant surprise. And that was one of the guys that when you and I talked to Lee Marks at the or Lee Marks and, and also to Ryan Grubb on the la- on Wednesday before the spring preview, you know, one of our last times to talk to the coaches, they kind of mentioned Will Nixon a little bit to us. They said, hey, you know, he's had a really good spring. He's he's shown up. He's done a lot of different things for us, shown some explosiveness, made some plays. They were really excited about him. And Kalen DeBoer even mentioned him a little bit. So, um, you know, I I think he's a guy who I, you know, I would have been hard pressed if you would ask me during the offseason before we got to spring ball, you know, how much playing time is Will Nixon going to get? And I was like, I don't see it for him. I just don't because I don't think he's as dynamic as some of these other guys that they have on the roster. But 
after watching him in spring, I, I see a guy who's going to find himself a role on this team, whether it's just going to be getting like four or five touches per game, whatever it is, whether it's even as a receiver or a, or a running back out of the backfield, he's going to get some plays. And I think the coaches are going to do some things to get the ball in his hands and see what he can do. Yeah. And the guy, when we talk about Austin Mack at quarterback and we talk about the future at running back, the oh. guy who's really tough to uh, ignore right now is Tybo Rogers. I think coming in, we had a guy that we thought would look a little bit more like Aaron Dumas, a little bit shorter, a little bit more stout guy, but uh, boy, Tybo Rogers looks like a dude as well. Honestly, I thought he'd look more like Daniel Nagata. Um, you know, maybe a little bit smaller guy who's more quick can get make guys miss in the in the open field, and he can do that. But he's five eleven and almost two hundred pounds, Kim. Yeah, I mean that he and he's explosive. He gets that first step. If he gets a step on you, you're probably not catching him. I mean, he is a he is a game breaker. Daniel Nada says he's the fastest guy in the running. Yeah, background. yeah, and and I I would believe it just why by watching him. And that's not saying the other guys are slouches or anything, but he's just got that burst. And uh, he's explosive. The problem is, where's he going to find carries, Kim? You know, I mean, they're going to have to figure out. We, you and I asked uh, Lee Marks afterwards. We after after practice on that Wednesday, we asked him. We said, is he is he going to be tough to keep off the field? And he goes, Yeah, he's making it harder for us to keep him off the field. Yeah, he's I, a problem out there. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a feeling that he's going to be a guy who's going to play four games for yeah. sure. But if if they need a third back and the other guys either aren't getting it done or they're, they they knock on wood, you know, hit a rash of injuries or whatever, hopefully that doesn't happen. But if they do, I think Lee Marks and Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer would all feel very comfortable putting Tybo Rogers in there it went, once he's gotten four or five games under his belt to see what he can do. Keep in mind, he should still be in high school right now. So he's an early enrolled Lee, but uh, keep your. Yeah. And he showed up with an, a shoulder injury yeah. and um, has healed up from that and looks really, really good. Yeah. Keep an eye on Tybo Rogers. So uh, just a reminder, if, if not this year, it's he's a name that people need to remember moving forward. Yeah, just a reminder, we'll be breaking down each and every position on the team for post-practice. We'll have the written content as well. But again, like we keep on saying, just a lot more context. And Scott, you're going to transcribe this uh, podcast, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to Josh right now. In, so. in, in between in between naps for the kids, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the two-month-old is – Kim, I, it, I think the human experience – it is amazing that something that weighs less than 10 pounds and is tiny can rule an entire house. It oh, is yeah. ridiculous. That feeding's wearing you out, isn't it, Scott? Yes, it is. It, Not even going to go there. My <laughs> nipples are really, really hard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but she she's she's great. We're having a lot of fun with her. But um, oh, the, the sleep is I, – I miss it. All right. Hey, for all of us at Dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs. Thank <laughs> you.